2: all right you guys welcome to this week's episode of the temple of who podcast i'm your co-host coach maples aka Jay Mapes here as always with kings kings what is going on happy
1: sunday yes sir Smooth Sunday, great day of hoops, you know, ready to talk, NBA. talk some ball. NBA's definitely turning up lately.
2: Here with his hockey jersey on, Jordan going home. It's a vintage
0: throwback, St. Louis. Wayne Gretzky, dude, only played 18 games for the St. Louis Blues. I'm chilling, man. It's March. It's March Madness, college basketball, worked all year to get to this point. So,
2: uh, yeah, man, this is the best time of year, baby. Yeah, make sure on the side. Though, make sure y'all tap into Jordan. He will have, I'm sure, some bracket bracketology for you coming up soon with the, with the picks and all that. So, make sure you stay tapped in with him. Starting out, go straight to Phoenix. KD, Buck wrecking shop early. Three and O. Um, man, just off the eye test, you can't really double either. Uh, it's been dominant. Three kind of three, three wins. They pull away today. KD goes for thirty-seven. Book has over thirty. a Little chirping between Luca and Book, which I love to see. I missed that. Uh, I missed that NBA. I'm I'm glad that's a budding rivalry. Hopefully, they get the bump in the playoffs. But um, to start with, you King, what what, what do you see right now? Just you know, the first
1: few games between Bookie and KD. Uh, I mean, great great offense. Uh, hard to guard. Um, you know, you try to stop one, another will get his, get favorable matchup, get favorable look. Um, yes, and then CP3, uh, you know, they were there were possessions where they were trying to double off CP3 and they're letting him catch and shoot wide open. You know, however washed you think CP3 is, he can still shoot. And if you're gonna give him, you know, practice shots, he's gonna hit, he's gonna hit him. You know what I mean? So, uh, they're, they're definitely. Formidable offensively, shooting the ball. Uh, I think they might run into issues attacking the rim and game points inside. Not just because of you know the rim pressure situation and, and having rim pressure threats, but also just Aiden. I mean, it was kind of troubling. He was struggling posting up Tim Hardaway Jr., getting the chair pulled on him. Uh, you know, not getting a good enough steal for having Bullock come up behind him and snatch it from him. Um, You know, he'll be good in a rim running situation. But the fact that, you know, you can switch smaller guys on him and and win possessions like that is kind of troubling. Um, But with all that said, they still got enough firepower to overcome that. But can they consistently hit the shots? That's that's always what it comes down to. You know, can you consistently hit the shots? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Jordan.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of what we all pictured it to be, right? I I don't know if we pictured it to be this fast. This quick. Um, they haven't really been tested though, to be honest. I mean, playing the Bulls, Hornets is like whatever, and then playing a Mavericks team that literally can't guard a statue is another thing. I mean, KD was out there like <laughs> busting up Tim Hardaway Jr. all day. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. Uh, I do think the rim pressure thing could rear its head at some point. Um, the Suns are 18th in rim in rim percentage, shots at the rim. So at some point they got to uh get to the rim. Um, But the West is wide open, dude. And, like, we've all been saying, you know, they're going to pick on Denver, getting Nikola Jokic in a pick and roll. Uh, Memphis, you know, we've been talking about their issues all year. And now, you know, who knows when Jaws is going to be back Um, and what that looks like. The Clippers are Fugazi. I mean, they finally get a win with Russell Westbrook. So, I mean, outside of that, it's like Phoenix is the only team you really trust in the West. You know, you got KD, you got Book. That's the most formidable offensive tandem in the West right now.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, those are all good points. I also think that, you know, this this has been what the NBA is. A bunch of teams that all have their, their weak and strong points. Uh, there, there's no really one true dominant team. I think it's been like that in the West the last couple of years, if I'm being honest with you. Even last year, the, the Warriors weren't expected to do what they did. So it's just going to come down to, you know, who's playing well and who gets high at the right time, and most importantly, who's healthy. So I think those are going to be the the, the two biggest uh, factors going forward. I agree with you guys with the, with the rim pressure. It's just that Book and KD are such insane three-level shot makers. KD's probably more mid-range in threes now um, as he gets a little older. I think Book still gets to the cup at, at a decent rate. Um, yeah, the Aiden stuff was kind of funny to see. I just – Man, it's just hard to stop that team. When you cannot, you literally cannot double team one of those two wings, or the other's going to get off, or somebody else going to be wide open. Uh, they're just going to be a bear to stop. The team's going to have to be extremely switchable at, at the wing positions to guard that team, and you are going to have to make the guys defend. I think that's how you get the Phoenix Suns in trouble. You have to make book and KD really guard on the other end and then attack Chris Paul. And I think that'll be the best bet as far as challenging the Suns. How many teams can do that? I don't know. That that remains to be seen, but that's the beauty of the NBA. I think those styles are definitely going to make fights when these playoffs get here, man. Um, I heard Kings today. I'm kind of leaning with him. I, I'm not going to lie, man. If, if the I got to see the Warriors at full strength, but I, that, that might be my pick.
1: <laughs> I, I, I just,
2: I'm kind of out on I'm kind of out on uh, on Memphis. I do think Denver is um you know I'm I'm, I'm higher on Denver than you two are. Obviously, <laughs> we've been back and forth with that for a few episodes now. But yeah, man, the the West is wide open, man. I I think about three or four teams can seriously say like we can win this right now. Maybe even more than that if I think if I think about it.
0: But Jason, the the Warriors can't win on the road, and it's like. This is an issue that's ongoing all year. Like, we've been talking about it, like, okay, they'll figure it out, but it continues to happen.
2: Uh, I mean, like I said, every, every team, has, you can go to every team from 1 through 10, and they, they have an issue that, you know, you can uncover. So, like, that's what I say. If you have Every team, you can say, but they do this, but they do this. The D- Denver's the number one seed, and you guys are telling me, but they're going to attack Joker at roll in the playoffs. You know what I mean? So it's like every team you can do something like that with. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's, it's an issue for everybody. Um, and that's kind of what it's going to be about. when stars step up? Which is, you know, that's NBA basketball. Um, so, you guys are – is Phoenix, like, a, is that who you're comfortable picking right now? Or your favorite right now?
1: I I, I still go with Golden State in the series over Phoenix. Um, I just – like I said, I don't trust Aiden enough. Um, <laughs> Golden State – Golden State has the perimeter defense – for Phoenix uh, to make KD and Book play one on one, I think have all the teams left in the playoff series. They have the capable defenders to do that. Uh, you know, both at the guard and the wing spot, and then also you have Draymond who can roam as well as play small on Aiden and not be punished because yeah, yeah. not. You know, Aiden is not not good at punishing the small ball anymore it it seems like so uh yeah I still my only concern with picking Golden State man they are so bad on the road like it's Mm -hmm. it's horrific levels of of just incompetence and I tweeted that the Lakers were going to win today because they're just though it didn't matter that Curry was coming back one he was rusty too it's on the road game in Los Angeles I knew they just weren't going to be good and they weren't like and like you know their their fans try to play it off but this is how many games now into the season you have seven wins on the road like you're up there with Houston Rockets, San Antonio Spurs of, of the league and you're trying to win a championship like it's just that's the only reason where if somebody picks Phoenix, I wouldn't even blame them because it's like, bro, you cannot just be that bad on the road and, and try to win a championship. And the
2: only t- yeah, they're the uh, to Kings point only team in the West with under 10 wins on the road. They have seven and twenty four. The they're seven twenty-four on the road. The next two worst teams on the road: Utah at eleven and twenty-one, New Orleans at eleven and twenty-two. So every team one through ten has at least ten wins on the road, yeah. except the Warriors. So that is and definitely to to like that point,
0: no team has ever made an NBA finals being under five hundred on the road. Yeah,
2: hmm. Memphis is twelve and twenty. Phoenix is fifteen and nineteen. Minnesota is fourteen and eighteen. Dallas was twelve and nineteen. Might be the year.
1: Hey, Joker, (laughs) Joker better do it, man. Joker, Denver, Denver,
2: sixteen and fifteen on the road.
0: And the Clippers are over five hundred, right? On the road,
2: they're eighteen and eighteen on the road.
0: Yeah, so they're
2: they're right there. Yeah, so yeah, if 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 this is going to be a year like King said, this would be the year. (laughs) I just think you know what, if you're looking at the rosters one through ten, and you add in the injury. The parity is just possibly like at its peak, between injuries and just but uh, just the the talent spread out in the West. You know what I mean? I think those two factors have the just the margins are thin. Like even right now, with all these teams struggling, there is three games between the five seed and the ten seed. Like five game winner streak, you're in a four or five matchup. Five game loser streak, you're in a one game situation for your season. You know what I mean? So. I, I just, I'm so excited about how this is going to pan out. Every it's like the playoffs are starting in the West. Basically, if you're sitting in that five through ten spot, like your, the playoffs have begun. So, yeah. looking forward to see how that stuff goes. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns.
1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and
2: is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Moving on. Jordan, your bucks. Oh, Bro. I believe 17 of 18, was it, before I lost the other night? Was it 17 of 18?
0: Yeah, there's 16 in a row,
2: 17 of 18. Yeah, it's been a nice run. Yeah, so in that stretch, I feel like, personally, me, Giannis has closed the gap on what we thought was a foregone MVP conclusion. Uh, when you have a run like that, I think that definitely is needle-moving. In that stretch, uh, Milwaukee far and away, or not even far and away, best net rating in the league. Cleveland, honestly, not far behind. The Bucks are at 10.7 net rating. Cleveland's right behind at 10.2. Just not the same amount of wins. Uh, just tell us what's been going right in this, in this, uh, this little tour run. What's been going right for the Bucks, Jordan
0: Giannis has gone. Right. So that's, <laughs> that's the most important thing. And, and, you know, if you watch the Sixers game last night, a uh, devastating loss, I mean, awful loss, there's no one to blame, but themselves. They kept turning the ball over left and right, but Giannis really didn't have a great second half and they lost the game because he didn't have a great second half. So, Giannis has to be good for this team to be good. You know, Chris Middleton doesn't have his legs back. He hasn't been very good since he's come back. He's he's still getting it together. Jay Crowder for some reason didn't play that much last night. But I mean, as a whole, the Bucks team, they're knocking down threes. Grayson Allen finally looks playable, right? Which he does in the regular season. And it's not going to be that way come the postseason. Right. Um well, I think I guess, just
2: against I think just against Boston. Yeah. He definitely right. can't play against Boston,
0: but I mean, you know, this team been one of the best defensive teams all season long. Like, that's what awesome. they've been hanging their hat on, dude. And it's been consistent all year. And now you add in Jay Crowder to that, and it only makes this defensive team that much better because Jay Crowder is a very switchable wing. It's obviously not as good as he once was, but all you got to do is knock down open threes and play defense. That's it, that's all they're asking him to do. Um, and the crazy thing is, too, is like, you know, Bobby and Chris are both coming back from their injuries, so they aren't even up to speed yet. Like, once they get going, this team is scary. You know, last week I said that the East Coast through Boston. Uh, I'm starting to change that, especially after watching that horrific Boston game today against the Knicks, dude. Like, Boston does not like to take shots at the rim, dude. They literally just like to fire threes.
1: I'm glad you said that because I was gonna make a point, point. I was I was I was about to preface it with I haven't watched them enough to say this, but I'm glad that you made that point. I'll make my point after you go.
0: Oh, no, go yeah, ahead,
1: I, yeah,
2: good. go ahead. So i, I was gonna say, well, we're on we're on Milwaukee right now. We're gonna get to that in a minute, Case What do you was, what have you seen from? I was from gonna
1: Milwaukee? say, at some point, and you saw in the finals that sh- that shooting variance always catches up. That shooting variance always catches up. And that's why rim protection pre- pressure matters a lot. If you're gonna get rid of the mid range, right? If you're gonna get, or you're not if you're gonna reduce the mid-range in your game, rim pressure is a must. Like that is it's, it's just no other explanation because that's your best consistent look. Because the three-point shot, no matter how good you shoot it, is not a consistent shot. You're talking about the best three-point shooter, shoot 40%, right? Like if you're attacking at the rim and you're a good rim pressure threat, that's sixty to seventy percent. You know what I'm saying? Cons- consistently, if you're at, right. if you're getting the rim. so it's like if you're gonna remove the mid range and the ve- shot variance to make keep defenses honest, then you better be getting at the rim. So if you're not getting at the rim at a high level, you're gonna live and die by that three point shot, and that's what you're seeing. You know, with a three point shooting happy team like the Celtics. You're gonna have these head scratching losses because it's like, bro, how do you generate offense if your shop chart is rim pressuring and threes and you start selling for threes and you and you stop trying to get to the rim? It's it's always a recipe for a disaster at some point. And um, yeah, I mean, they've been the best team all year. Milwaukee caught them. They're now they're trending down. You can't if you're a such you can't rely on what you did three months ago anymore. You're not the one seed in the East. You're not playing well as of now. It that's that you can't rely on what you was doing three months ago. At, at this point, you have to you have to change up and start playing better.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I I think you're you're you guys are are correct. I agree with the offense. I also think that tonight the Knicks are the hottest team in the East right now. So I think that's also has something to do with it. Um, but about the game before the, this next game, though, Maples—they played the Knicks again. They, they played the Knicks twice in a row. Remember, Brandon yeah, went crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So, so, okay. So, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yes. I forgot. It was kind of weird. I forgot because the Knicks played another game before they played the uh, right. The
2: yeah, yeah, Miami. But yeah. Brandon went crazy on Miami. Then he went
1: crazy on, yeah. the, on the Celtics. Yeah. I, I forgot the Celtics played the yeah. Knicks twice so, in a row. Yeah, it was no, like, no. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't the. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't the Knicks. It was. It was the. It was this the Nets. And uh, and then they almost lost to the Cavs. Remember, they almost gave right, that Yeah, 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 that's Cavs, right. Yeah, 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 okay. And yeah. then they lost. They gave up a twenty-eight point lead to the Nets. Yep. Twenty-eight point lead to the Nets. They gave that up, and they end up losing by double digits. So that that's why I've been made they've not been playing well, like at all.
2: And I think you know what it is. And, I, and first of all, I think you know Tatum's a fabulous player. I used to say things. Uh, he's proven me completely wrong. Uh, you know, I had to take the L in the whole Ingram Tatum debate. Probably one of my biggest Ls ever. Um, but I I hate that a guy that talented has become threat that that three dependent. I mean he's a good athlete, he's skilled, he can handle, has a very quick first step for his size, and it just his reliance on a three ball is a little bit of trouble. I think like um it leads to him having these shooting nights like tonight, like it's just all threes, and yeah. he won't put pressure in the rim. And I think Big said it the best, you know. He got yelled at a lot about it, about, you know, he used to shoot a lot more mid-range, and he's removed it completely from his game. And so he ends up either taking these, you know, step-back threes, which he can make, but are up and down. Um, that's, that's not a consistent shot. Or he tends to over-penetrate sometimes and try to force it through size or help, yeah. opposed to taking, you know, it had to be like, may maybe, you know, three to five mid-range pull-ups a game. Just to keep a defense honest, don't over penetrate. I think, you know, I think it's a, we'll get into this later, but I think stars have to have variance in their scoring. I think that lends itself to them being productive in high leverage situations. Okay, you take this away, I'll go here. Take yeah.
1: that away, I'll go here.
2: But I think they're, I mean, they're
1: going to be the ones, who, they're going to be the main ones to see the coverage right. where they, for. Right, like, they're going to be the one scene that coverage.
2: Right? I'm looking. I'm looking for. I'm. I'm looking forward to see how they're they're going to be defended and and how they react to it. So especially and also, Jalen Brown has like a again two explosive wings, and it's the rim, rim pressure is not there because they've leaned completely into you know they play like Kings. Remember Utah was number one seed a couple years ago, and they just got an insane yeah. amount of threes up and beat everybody just on math all regular season they just outshot like they made a math problem. Yeah. It was impossible to overcome the amount of threes they were getting up every every game but in the playoffs when you know, teams started switching, paid more attention to it, they had nothing else to go to.
1: You saw the Celtics go farther with it. I mean, one yeah. my main my main thing is number one last year Middleton was hurt. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, the Bucks, remember, yeah. <laughs> the Bucks were winning that series and Middleton was healthy. That's number one to me. Number two, Um, they played better perimeter defense than Utah. We always said that was the issue with Utah. They couldn't keep nobody in front. They kept relying on Rudy to bail them out. So they had the math equation, but they actually had the defense to complement said math equation. So it was why they went far. But again, when they came up against a team that was as good offensively, that was as good defensively, but had more variance in how they played offense, you saw what happened. You saw what happened. They couldn't keep up. They got, you know, they got exposed. You had the tweets that Jalen Brown can't go left. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, (laughs) It, it's like when you get – when you don't have the variance, when you run into a team that's as skilled as you, you're going to get in trouble every time because you have to have – what did Jordan and Kobe have? You have to have counters. You have to have counters. You have to be able to counter from multiple sp- places on the floor if you're a star because otherwise you're they're going to take – they're going to take you out your game. That's what you saw in Tatum in right. the final.
0: Right. I also think the other thing, too, is, you know, last year they were historically good on defense in the second half of the season. And it, yeah, it was.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're
0: not as good defensively.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of that has to do. Like, I love Rob Williams, but he's just always just it's it's always being dinged up with something. And I think if he's healthy, they have a chance to get back to that because he's a special rim protector, and he not not last some, year
0: they were excellent. I'm
2: yeah, saying into- he gives him a. I also think he gives him a vertical, you know, some vertical spacing, somebody who can catch lives at the rim because that's not Horford obviously anymore, barely ever was so. Again, you guys, man, you know I, I picked Boston. You know I despise that team. fight. I I don't hate any other NBA team <laughs> except the Boston Celtics. <laughs> but so I hope, like I said, I've been hoping I was wrong. It looks like the Bucks have, you know, if not passed them, insane. Like the the gap is non-existent. They're on equal footing at, at the at the uh, at the, at the most. So we'll see what happens. I think we all, but we said this last week. It feels like a two-team race in the East now that the Nets finally blew everything up. So we'll you know we'll 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 see what happens with that.
0: Still don't trust the Sixers.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, we, uh, we we just mentioned this team, third hottest team in the or third maybe the third best team in the East right now. Hottest team in the East, nine straight wins. The New York Knickerbockers. Uh, Jordan, I gotta ask you: Do you have any like any gambling or like any type of data about this team? About this team? That that like kind of explains what they are right now because it's kind of like this is out the blue. It just Julius Randle came out of the All Star break. He's at thirty two a game, fifty one percent three point shooting on eleven attempts a game since the, <laughs> since the All Star break. Obviously, that's unsustainable. But I think even like for ten games after a break, that's an insane tear to be on.
0: Yeah, no, I mean it's a good point you bring up. Uh, we were literally just talking to some NBA futures on Tap Room tonight, and you know they asked me about the the Knicks and if I thought there was any value because they're 10 to 1 plus 10,000 to win win the title which is which you would think is like really high for a team that's you know fourth or fifth in the east and is the hottest team in basketball but I think it goes to how the market sees the Knicks like they're pretenders like I don't think this is a serious team we've seen how Thibodeau teams play in the playoffs like this team if you look at minutes played, they got three guys in the top 20 in minutes played. <laughs> um,
2: Tibbs, baby.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, that's going to, it comes to rear its head in the playoffs. And we saw this two years ago when they were like one of the best regular season teams. They get in the playoffs and they can't get a shot.
2: Well, I've I, I, said this to Kings. I think, and this is the tips credit because he's that locked in. They prepare for everything like it's a playoff game. They don't have another gear. So they give you, you get their best shot. In the regular season, I think when teams match that in the playoffs, that's where they traditionally run into into mm-hmm. issues. But it's just two things that I feel are different than last year. Ones, Jalen runs is a game changer. All that Luca didn't have help garbage is completely out the window for me. I, I know what I'm looking at. He didn't just get that in one off season. I um, mean, I mean,
1: you saw it in the Utah. Yeah, right. draft.
2: <laughs> the other the other thing is. Um, just me being a very big Julius Randle fan, him deciding to use his right hand. He still doesn't use it enough for me, but he decided to use his right hand a lot more than traditionally has really opened up his game. Yeah. It's made him it's opened up another level of play for him. And you know, he's gonna go all NBA for the second time in three years. It's funny, I was looking at the players who've actually done that. It's a crazy list <laughs> as far as like where he would rank as a player. You wouldn't think he'd be that high. But the guys who are about to accomplish what he's about to accomplish is kind of crazy when you look at who's, who's done it.
0: Um, the only thing I'll say about Jalen Brunson is like, you know, we could sit here and and say like he's he has been a game changer, but statistically, like he hasn't, he's not like crazy good. Like EPM, he's only plus two point one, which puts him about a little bit above average of an, a normal NBA player.
2: Yeah, yeah, I bet, I'm I'm talking about just look at the the main thing he did was. He took Julius Randle out of the point forward thing. Yeah. He just was, focused on was, scoring and that and that alone to me has is may been more impactful than whatever the, the stats the, those advanced stats would show to me. To me. That's what like yeah. what I've seen. He's never knocked Julius Randle off to a more of a attacking slashing forward than the point forward.
0: I just think in a playoff because like right now they're gonna fa- they would be facing the Cavs. Cavs That's are a terrible
2: bad. match. That's a terrible matchup in my in my opinion.
0: Yeah, the Cavs are going to wax. They would wax them. You know what I mean?
2: I, I wouldn't say wax. I just think dude, Julius Randle going against double bigs is tough. It'll be That'll be like an old-school series. I I think, you know, that's at the most, they're scoring low 100s in that game at the most. That, yeah. That's not going to be a high-scoring series at you all.
0: Know? I'll take the better defensive team, and I'll take right. the that's best awesome better... player in that series in Donovan Mitchell. You know what I mean? So that's, that's the thing with the Knicks, dude, is like Jalen Brunson – We've seen multiple times this year when he plays good teams, they put length on him and he struggles. You know what I mean? And the good thing about playing the Cavs is like the Cavs have Darius Gardland and uh, Donovan Mitchell. Neither of those guys can guard a statue. So it's it's beneficial for Jalen Brunson in that series. But you're right, like the rim the rim protection in that series, like it's not going to allow the Knicks to get much at the rim. Like they're going to have to settle for mid-range and three-point shots. They're a very high-variance team. Like Julius Randle is not going to shoot 38 to forty percent from three, come playoff time. I'm sorry, we saw this against the Hawks two years ago when he he had a career a year from three, shooting forty percent from three that season, or thirty eight percent. In the playoffs, he couldn't buy a bucket, you know, because
2: the yeah, scheme, but uh,
0: yeah, everything changes in the playoffs. It's it's yeah, a- that's short- why I
2: said that, that. That's why I said having Brunson is taking him off that creation role. He's just focusing on slashing and, and finishing now. And then if he gets a double, he can make a play. He's not initiating offense nearly at the level he was. But yeah, he did not play Will's first playoff series. Uh, I agree with that. That definitely is like probably why people are holding out on kind of crowning him with wherever so who know, people the think he's right Knicks could beat in a seven game series. Right now? Yeah. I mean the Hawks. Yeah the Hawks. The Hawks are not good this year. They're
1: not They're- their best chance at a, at a at the Eastern contenders is Philly. And even then, I, I was going to say,
2: yeah, Philly I, Philly, I think Cleveland, the double bigs is tough for their leading score. Philly, yeah, I I think, you know, they don't really have a matchup for him. Tobias Harris is cool, but I think he physically overwhelmed him as the series went on. Yeah. But, yeah, the, that's probably in the East. That's in the far as first-round series go, that's probably what I'm most interested in seeing, seeing the Cavs versus the Knicks. I think – You know, a lot of the other stuff wouldn't be as competitive. You know what I mean? Looking at the top of the, like, I I think Milwaukee and Boston, they might drop a game in whatever series they play. You know what I mean? And right now the Nets are holding on to six, but, like, it's like fading. They they won two in a row. I just, in the playoff series against Philly, I just, do they have enough? I don't know.
0: (laughs) The, The Philly's hard to trust in the playoffs, dude. You know what I mean? Like, they always underperform.
2: Listen, I am a Mikael Bridges. But I like Mikael Bridges, but he's if, if he beats Harden and then be in the playoff series, that's the number <laughs> one guy. Hey man, pack it up. If Harden go <laughs> back to Houston and be put the trade requests in. It was never going to happen, bro. I'm sorry if if he does that after being traded midway through the year with no continuity. When I say my my Harden slander will enter a new zone if that happens. <laughs> Boy, can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited for the playoffs, man. That's gonna be, I'm, I'm yes, yeah. man. The
0: playoffs in, is gonna be crazy.
2: Yeah, styles make fights. That's all I'm gonna keep saying, man. Styles definitely make fights. Um, something I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on. Me and Kings have done this. We've had analytics guys on, like, interesting conversation. So, um, the Nets won a game. Um and they Jacques Vaughn was a little bit critical of Mikael bridge's uh you know shot profile um and then he asked they asked him he was asked in the um, in the post game about you know his approach to you know where he'd get shots and you know what he what he wants to do as far as looking for his offense and <laughs> man um this is what he said. I know the analytics with the threes and layups, but we're we're basketball players at the same time. We work on our games. Sometimes you can't get to the rim. You just can't. There's a lot of other space on the floor that you can get to. And if you work on it enough and you're confident enough, those can be your layups. Shout out, Clint Parks. He said it <laughs> first. This is a layup if you grind. Um, Kings oh, knows no, where I really stand. Right Kings, Kings know where I stand on this. Um, I've definitely shifted my thinking to, you know, it's probably more of a star shot given with how the league is. But I do think teams who neglect mid-range jumpers completely are absolutely misguided, and I don't think they'll ever win because in the playoffs, like, I we've seen recent championships be won in the mid-range. In the bubble, AD and LeBron were crazy from there. They were they made them unguardable. We all know the Kawhi story in Toronto. Um, we've seen Jordan and Kobe in, in the past do that. You know, the league has changed. Even, you know, Steph and Clay, when guys close out hard in a three-point shot, they – our elite mid-range shooters, KD, obviously the best in the NBA. Um Kings, where, where do you stand with, you know, Mikael Bridges, you know, um comments. They were on the back of Jock Vaughn's post-game comments talking about he wants Mikael to focus on threes and layups. And that was Mikael's response to what Jock Vaughn said about, you know, kind of not being a robotic and, you know, just taking a shot that was there and not being able to penetrate it's kind of, what was your thought? Who do you side with here in this situation I, I, as far as you know what McHale said versus what Jock said?
1: I mean, you know, Jock Avon, he's he, he he's disciple now of the modern NBA, <laughs> the analytical aspect of it. Um, he's just doing what the, the company line is. I mean, when you the all these analytic um guys who's hired on a team, that's how they want the shot profile. Um, they say. Go to the rim, if you're not going at the rim, take the three-point shot. But you know, the players, like they say, um, it's a robotics way of playing in the sense that um if you're trying to get a good feel, uh, if you're trying to, you know, get yourself going, you know, as a player, when you work on your game, you you like certain spots, right? Um, there's certain spots you like in the in, in the practice setting where if you get to this spot, it's like, man, if I get here, this is going in. If, if, you, if you don't stop me from getting here and I got a good looks, is going in. And it's every and it's every time. And even if you're not even a star, like even just honestly, we can just talk about just regular people who hoop, like regular people who hoop. If you pick up a ball and you're and you're hooping, you practice by yourself. You got a spot on the floor where if you if you get here, you rise up here. It's going in. Like that's just how that's just how it is with with people who hoop. You know what I mean? So it's like you can't remove that. You know what I mean? You can't remove that because you know you're only as good as what you work on. You know yeah. what I mean? And if you're working on those shots, if you're working on certain aspects of the floor, and you're automatic from that area, that there's no way you can say move, remove that from somebody's game. That doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? If, the, if they're hitting at a high level at that part of the floor, like that doesn't make any sense. So you know, from I I, I agree with Mikel. Like you can't do that. You just and and it's just not good. And it's not good when you're predictable. Because then you become right, yes yes. Because then when they allow when they allow teams to play defense like they do every playoffs, you're easier to guard. You're just easier to guard. Like you saw it with the Rockets, saw it with the Celtics when they played the Warriors, saw it with the Utah Jazz. It's easier to scheme. It's easier to guard against you. And even if you hit your shots, teams know what to expect, right? And when it gets to close games or when they get behind, it's like okay, we're behind, but we know that they want these shots. So if these shots don't go in, they're not going to score on us. So we just have to get this run in and we know we can get a stop because we know what they're going to do. You know what I mean? Like you can't, it's no pressure on the other team. Cause they know what you're done. You know what they know what you're going to try every single time. We have to have variance and it it helps your guys get into rhythm, helps your guys, uh, you know, feel good knowing that, Hey, if I I, I can incorporate this, I can get to this part of the floor. I know I'm gonna score. So when we need a bucket, Hey, I, my three's not falling. I can't get to the rim. But if I get to this point where I have hit this shot 50 times in a row in practice, I'm going I'm to I'm nail it. You know what I mean? Like, right. that has to be included.
2: Right. But before I pass with Jordan, he, uh, he did he went on to add even more. Um, I'm just picking spots and reading the defense, you know, what Kings just said. If they back up too much, I have that shot. If they're up, I can drive. So just mixing it up and trying to play at all three levels. I don't think analytics is great on guys like Steph Curry shooting 40 footers and he's making all of them. So people work on their games and you trust it and believe in it. So why not shoot it? Like basically what you just said, (laughs) Jordan, your thoughts kind of on, on what, what said and just in general about, you know, the, the, the mid range shot.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree with uh, what King said. I agree with what Mikhail said, you know, at the end of the day, like if you shoot 50% from the mid range, that is a layup, you know what I mean? But the problem is, is that every team shoots under 50% from the (laughs) mid-range. So that's where it becomes an issue because at that point, then you are taking a bad shot because the closer you get to the rim, the higher the percentage. Obviously, if you shoot 40% from three, that's equivalent to shooting 60% from two, right? The math is just that's how it balances out. So do I think a mid-range shot is a good shot? I absolutely do. But if you're a team that's shooting 35% of your shots from mid-range, like the Phoenix Suns, and a lot of this data is before KD, right? 35% of their shots coming from the mid-range. However, they're only shooting 43% from the mid-range. You know, that's not good offense, in my opinion. But no, I agree, it can yeah. be good, right? Like KD shooting a mid-range shot, dude. He's shooting that forty five fifty-five percent. Now that's a bu- that's a bucket.
2: Yeah, I think well, obviously it's it's the same thing with threes, right? Well, who's shooting it? You know what I mean? It's like if, if do I want Herb Jones to take an open three or drive that shit? I I want this. <laughs> excuse me, but you know Herb. Uh, I want Herb Jones to drive. It's who it is. Um, that's that's for threes too. Who's shooting it? You know, I think the other would be the other. Against uh, the the Portland was playing the Lakers and people were yelling because, you know, the Lakers were leaving. You know, Typool, Matisse open. I remember Kings was like, no, that's that's the strategy. If yeah, you, like you want you know shooting. I'm saying? that's just what I'm saying. So it's like. That's kind of how it is right now. Um, it, to me, it's like, who, who's shooting it before I factor all that in? And also, whenever I talk about stuff like this it's in the scope of playoff basketball, Yeah, and, you know, the variance in offense is always going to matter. And we saw the Celtics, as great as they were, it kicked them in the butt in the finals. That mm-hmm. was their main issue. They had no variety whatsoever offensively, and the Warriors did. Yep. They have a high movement offense. They got guys cutting. Steph and Clay will, will take mid-range shots if you press up on them or, you know, they get you to pump fake on a three and step in. Exactly. Jordan Poole will take floaters. You know, it's just it's just they have different ways to attack you. And I think that's what it's about more than anything else, more than the percentages of how much you shoot it. As long as, like, I will take this, I will make this. Yeah. As far as, like, right now, talking about going back to, you know, what we are saying about Boston. We know they won't take any mid-range jumpers unless it's into the shot clock, and it's a you know one of those grenade balls with two, one, two, three, two, one. I gotta shoot this. Yeah, and I think that's the you know that's kind of the the issue there. Um, last thing, man. Back to this Western Conference play-in. Essentially, right now it's shaping up. You got about six teams fighting for four spots right now. Yeah. And this is this is kind of crazy. So you got honestly, I I'll throw Portland there too. Portland and OKC have the same record. So you got I see it's a lot. You got I think oh, Golden States is at five and three games back is Utah at ten. Lakers and Utah are tied at ten. And another half game behind that you got OKC of Portland so three and a half games between 12 and five. so you got eight teams for those spots um let's just talk playing here. I'll start with you, Jordan. you've been going second most of the show. who do you think are the four teams that secure playing spots and why? All right, I'm gonna go
0: Clippers uh obviously the best roster. Of the remaining teams, I'm gonna go Pelicans just because I think at some point they're gonna get healthy. Fingers crossed. Uh, I'm gonna go. I don't, dude. I don't know if I can take the Thunder because today they come out and say SGAs on a minutes restriction
2: for the remainder of the year. So you know, Hickey hit that, but I think you called this too a couple episodes ago. (laughs) I guess some point (laughs) Hickey's gonna be like, "Uh, nope. What do you think you're
0: doing, sir? Yep. So I'm gonna take them out, and then I'm gonna say Lakers, Blazers get the last spots. I think the Jazz are they're definitely fading out. They can't win on the road either, and uh, you know I think they're trying to lose games. So I'm I'm gonna be reluctant. I'm gonna say the Blazers are gonna get in, get in there. Lakers are gonna get in there.
2: Well, so so you got in that scenario, you have either you no know, Dallas or Minnesota falling out of the playoffs. Oh no! Hold on. My, I'm my, <laughs> on
0: seven to ten. My mind bad. I thought. Yeah, was... yeah, I said Seven. All right. So I got, I got Wolves, Clippers, Lakers,
2: Pelicans. Okay, that's okay. That makes more sense. I was like, okay, Wolves. So you got Dallas catching Memphis, Minnesota for six. sixes. Minnesota dropping down. Yeah, that's I think it.
1: Dallas is gonna finish ahead of Minnesota. That's not happening. That's not happening. All right, happening.
2: All right. Kings. Go ahead. Give me yours, bro. That's
1: that's that's not happening. That's not happening. No, cash coming back. We're going to get the six seed. We're already <laughs> up on Beat them already. That's not how. Down it. on Cat? Now you're saying he's coming back. We're going to get the six. Look, 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 look. You're, look. He still shoots the ball at a high level. He scores 20 a game. He matters for us offensively. He's going to come back. We're going to get the six seed. The playing is going to be the Mavericks, the Clippers, the Pelicans, and the Lakers. A fire playing dead again. Playing his cash <laughs> hit since the bubble. We are getting firepower every playing tournament. The Western playing tournament will be another movie. The Lakers will be there yet again. Zion will probably be there. The Clippers will be there. We might get the Battle of L.A. finally in a high stakes game <laughs> between the two. So who's going to hey. win
0: that one because the Clippers take that
1: game <laughs> too, every
2: time they play. If Russell Westbrook
1: is playing, the Lakers are winning that game. That's just the bottom line. <laughs>
2: oh, so. I see. That's a that's a that's a new that <laughs> is a new <laughs> element to <for> the.
1: So <laughs> you know. If if he wasn't playing, I would have been concerned. Ah, man, but he's playing, so you know, congratulations, whoever plays the Clippers and playing, congratulations, you're going to the playoffs. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be um, it's gonna be playing. It's gonna be a bo- it's gonna be box office again, box <laughs> office again.
2: All right, so I am going to go. Clippers go. Clippers at seven. Dallas at eight. New Orleans at nine, and then the Lakers at ten.
1: You no know ball, Migos. You no know ball, huh? You no know ball. Shout out to Minnesota Sixteen. I got –
2: man. I just Dallas. Just it was evident when they made the trade. It just you, it's hard to outscore somebody every game. You can get hot, but they just they out. You can't. I think just not a, a not a just a stable way of winning. Trying to outscore everybody, and I think Luca and Kyrie are fantastic. Offensive players, but if Should your ticket—if your ticket to winning is, hey, you guys got to score thirty-five efficiently every night—that's that's a lot, even for those two who are special offensive players. Look at the
1: fact that Minnesota, right? We haven't had Rudy in often. We hadn't have Cat in often, but we're still Dude. a six seed. Dude. But we're still the six seed. How? Who are we the six seed? Because we have Jaden McDaniel's. We have Anthony Edwards. Like, we, have oh, Mo, we have Torian Prince. We play defense on the outside. The Lakers fans saw it. They wanted minimum players to cook Jaden McDaniels and Rudy <laughs> Gobert. Look, if you can cook those guys, you're a max contract player. So I don't know why you're asking veteran minimum guys to do that. If you can cook those two, you're a max contract player. But I guess people don't watch Minnesota. No surprise. So they found out the hard way how to play defense. But that's why we're the sixty. We play perimeter defense.
0: And that cost me so much coin this year, dude.
1: Hey, we were up we were up and down, bro. You picked us at a bad time. But hey, that perimeter defense, we're going to play some perimeter defense. That's all I have to say. Yeah,
2: man. So, I, man, I'm interested in these head-to-head matchups. Um, so, I think me and Kings have the same six through ten. Yep. The Orleans Lakers. That's so so funny. But well, there's a draft swap on the line, playoff spot on the line.
1: <laughs> Two fan bases yeah. that despise each other. That'll be so
2: funny.
1: I already see, I'm already penciling that Pelicans Lakers game in four <laughs> games. That's gonna be that's hey, gonna be we, a timeline hey. war. We might have to run
2: that playback that night. Just you feel me? Run a playback.
1: Hey, we gotta get Chris in there on that because that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna be a timeline war, man. Sure.
2: It's gonna but be he, crazy. LeBron back though. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how that goes. I think the scary part with the LeBron situation, they said like reevaluate in three weeks, not like back in three weeks. So,
0: yeah.
2: but I'll say this: even, even, even in his. Last couple years, he's been on the early side of returning most of the time.
1: So he's not the type to jeopardize his whole career for anything like that. Um, If there is really uh, out of those things, I don't think it's a structural damage issue, but I do think it's a stress situation, kind of how what AD was kind of going through, where it's like you really don't want to put that pressure on him, uh, you know, if if it's not uh, needed, especially at this age. So I think they're just taking precaution.
2: Right, man. Good stuff, guys. Make sure you follow R.I.P. Kingsbro on Twitter. Make sure you follow Jordan Rules, TSP. Gotta hopefully, huh? You got to go to the picks. I know that's cool. I'm doing that after we go close now. Okay, with that. okay. That's clo- that closes the show. Uh, Jordan you, Rules, man. TSP, myself, JJ Mills, fifty five underscore MST. Um, Jordan, before we get out of here, picks for the week. Whew. All
0: right, uh. We're going to the WCC conference tomorrow. First pick, we're going St. Mary's minus six against BYU. I think this line's a little short. It opened at seven, got bet down. But St. Mary's is uh, one of the best net-rated defenses in the entire country. They got um, Aiden Mahoney, who's a freshman. Kid can absolutely flat-out ball. Best thing about St. Mary's is they have a lot of international white dudes, which is a lot better than American white dudes. So St. Mary's minus six, we like that pick. We're also going to the WCC. We're going Zaga, USF over 159.5. San Francisco is coming off a double OT win on Saturday night against Santa Clara, which was an absolutely phenomenal game, by the way. Um, But Zaga is putting up almost 100 points a game in their last six games. So I love it. Yeah, in college. (laughs) So I love this over here. And I also got an NBA play for tomorrow. We're going Cavs minus three and a half against Boston. Boston coming off that double OT game today. Have to go play, have to go travel to Cleveland and play a Cleveland team, which they lost two out of three against. And they should have, they almost lost the third one. So I like uh, Cleveland minus three and a half tomorrow.
2: All right, man. There you have it. You guys get that money, send Temple of Hoop with dividends. You guys be safe. And we are out of here. Peace.